0: Talk your so your ten taxons, if you manage to get some earbuds. Welcome to the Wonder Years, through all your animals rewatching re-watching and eventual rereading needs. I'm Lulu.
1: And I'm Seda.
0: Hold on, Seda. I'm allergic. I'm morphing. Oh no! Oh no! Hi, hi I'm Sarah now. I'm, cha- I'm I'm. I'm just gonna try and stick with Sarah for a little bit. Okay. Because I've been going by Sarah for in pretty much all of my social circles for a cu- for like a week or two now. Because I've been trying to hunt down a name. And I've anamorphed into Sarah. So now we've got Seda and Sarah. So this is not going to be confusing at all.
1: Yeah. Interesting.
0: <laughs> I hadn't even considered that. There are names that like you can... S- I-, I was going by Natalie for like eight hours there for-, for a little bit. And then I realized, oh no, this is one of my ex's names. I can't do this. This cannot be done.
1: Yeah. Fair enough.
0: So yeah, I'm Sarah. This- and this is Seda. Sweet. Keep us, keep us, our voices sound so alike, so it's really going to be hard for you to tell.
1: We, out here.
0: So, uh, what's up, Sada? How you been? I don't have a big, I don't have a big-ass story to tell, like, last time. I didn't break another leg.
1: Yeah. Um, I've, I've been hanging out, you know, in, in my house, so that's sort of the long and short of it. Same story as sort of the last three, four, five episodes. Um, but I have coffee and so that's good and also my new my new favorite food crime is to make a pot of coffee and then finish it over the course of two days and then every single day mix a little bit of hazelnut instant coffee that i accidentally bought i just mix that into the stale coffee and then i put vanilla coconut milk into it and then i drink it and it's good to me and it's bad to everyone else and that's fine
0: Say, let me say first and foremost, you are extremely valid right now. Thank you. (laughs) I do like how you just prefaced it by saying that was a food, because that is a food crime. Like, I'm not going to dispute that, but like, I appreciate you owning up to the fact.
1: I understand, like, so I hated coffee for a very, very long time. And I basically started using coffee medicinally when I was working on a cruise ship where I was working, you know, 16 hour days and not sleeping because I don't sleep at night. And so it literally was it, just like it is a bat. Yeah, I'm a bat. It's <laughs> it's it
0: been a bat this entire time. Yeah,
1: can't you you can't hear my fangs? Damn it, I have fangs. I could put in for this bit, but I don't know where yeah. they are.
0: Oh, damn, I was going to say you can go get them and I can edit it out. Yeah,
1: sadly. Um, <laughs> do you have
0: do you have fake leathery wings?
1: I don't. I have fake feathery wings.
0: Now that now there's an avenue we could go down.
1: Yeah, I've actually got two pairs, which I bought just because I wanted them. And then, a cu- like, a, f- a few weeks later, it was Halloween, and I was like, oh, I could use these.
0: <laughs> uh, question, how fucking sick would it be if angels, like, had bat wings?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that would like, be amazing. Like, if we didn't
0: limit that to just, like, demons. Like, let angels have big-ass, leathery wings. Let
1: angels be difficult to look at. It's canon. Yeah. And it's great. In any case, my coffee crime, I understand I used it medicinally and then I just was working a lot. So I just kept using it as basically a drug that would keep me awake. And I came up on like drinking coffee that had been in catering caraffes for nine hours. And so I've just never developed a palate for it. And I'm surrounded by people who are like baristas or who are coffee snobs slash appreciators. And I'm I'm just out here drinking the other I think. A couple weeks ago it was a tuesday and i was like when did i make this coffee oh i made it when we were recording wonder yorks so that was wednesday that's fine (laughs) just pour it over ice and it tastes it's the same thing it's fine
0: oh my god i uh i i I never i I also use coffee medicinally like i just like dump it full of sugar and creamer and everything so it doesn't taste at all like coffee because like when I started working at the job that I'm at now, uh, I was, you know, I getting, getting up at 6.30 because I was, you know, living the Playboy lifestyle, sleeping <laughs> until whenever, getting up whenever, you yeah. know, staying up till whenever, uh-huh. doing all that shit.
1: Yeah.
0: And then uh, I was like, well, I have to work 40 hours a week now, so going to drink a lot of coffee. I tried to limit myself to two cups. Wasn't great at that, but I managed to get it down. Then um, uh, I got a sinus infection in December. And I just – I couldn't drink coffee during that time, obviously, because I was, you know, sick.
1: Yeah.
0: And then I didn't drink coffee again for, like, two months after that. Oh, yeah. And now that I've been, like – now that I'm out – now that I'm at home, like, I'm doing work from home now. I'm pretty much working the same shift that I was, just at home. And also sometimes I take a shower during the day. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. But uh, I can't get coffee for myself because it's way too dangerous to do when I'm on crutches.
1: Right.
0: And, like, I can't, like, put it in a bottle or anything, so I just kind of have to, like (laughs) – crave it
1: (laughs) yeah yeah fair enough
0: let's see what else is new with me uh i'm moving at the end of the month probably
1: yeah that's exciting
0: i'm getting i'm going to a new place four bedrooms for eleven hundred dollars yeah sweet which is fucking ridiculous the location is nice it's in a decent it's in a pretty decent part of town it's like right across from a park with a uh, you know which, which is on the oh sorry which is on the erie canal
1: oh that's great
0: yep uh, so we watched an episode of Animorphs this week, and actually, you know what, I gotta be honest, I think I'm starting to turn around on this show.
1: Yes, join us, join us.
0: I liked this episode. I, I liked this episode a lot. There was a lot of, um, there was a lot happening that was bad and not very good, Yeah. but it was like, it, it felt a little bit tongue-in-cheek about it, like it seemed very self-aware
1: sure which is partially just i think because it's sort of the opposite of the reason why last episode was good which is that the concept was so horrific and serious that it couldn't help but actually matter whereas this one is so just completely off the wall silly yeah. that it can't help but you know kind of know what it's doing it, wor- it
0: works it works in this like low it, this this kind of episode works in the lo- in this low budget context
1: absolutely it's right off the bat, I will say that it's a major diversion from the book that it's based off of.
0: Yes, it is. It is extreme. There are a lot of details that are changed about this.
1: Well, and the the biggest one being that it's a completely different character.
0: You're right. That's right. I forgot yeah, that it was Rachel in the which, books for a second there. So
1: this, I, I sorry, I don't remember the name of this. The reaction.
0: It's the one where it's the one where Rachel gets allergic to a crocodile. Yeah, but then,
1: in the in the TV show, it's in the TV Cassie. show, it's Cassie,
0: which is weird. So
1: I've been thinking about this a lot in the past, uh, you know, half hour since I watched it. Um, <laughs> you you had a, that, you had a
0: long time to stew.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it just is. I I think I understand why they did it, which is probably just that they wanted to have a Cassie episode. Um. But the change for the characters is really interesting to me because we have we have the cold open in this episode that is closest to the book cold opens that we've had in that the books normally open with, oh, here's a dangerous situation, let's do something reckless right, to right, right. rectify well,
0: it. because Well, because in this case, the cold open in the books did have something to do with the rest of the plot. Like, yeah. And the other ones when, like, you know, they save... Uh, uh, actually, when they when they like, go to the rainforest cafe, that has nothing to do with the rest of the plot. But that's yeah. actually
1: a great example because historically, all of Cassie's let's be reckless uh, moments have been to save animals and to human have, is animal. To, but <laughs> yeah, but to have <laughs> it changed from Rachel having her like hero complex to Cassie jumping into the crocodile pit to save a kid was really interesting to me. Yeah, that, that is you're right. It's just it. It makes the entire episode so different because the justifications for Cassie doing something is completely different than the than what how Rachel would justify her actions. Um, And it's also interesting because in the books, it was very much sort of um, a loose metaphor for Rachel's inner turmoil over her parents divorce. Um, yeah. and so removing that context from it makes it really interesting to me. We can, we can get into this, I guess, as we discuss the plot. It's just as soon as, as soon as I saw that it was Cassie instead of Rachel, I was like, oh, this changes things.
0: Yeah. Uh, I also, I think, I, I don't know if this was like a conscious decision or they just didn't want to deal with it in the show, but like. Jake is super light on Cassie at the end of this episode.
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah. If
0: you remember, in the, if you remember in the books, I mean, they didn't do the part because in the in the book, this is absolutely in the show. In the book, they do the thing where like they swim out to where the Zachary Ty, Zachary Ty Bryant uh, clone is, you know, spot, speaking with Visitor Three on the boat, and then Rachel fucking like demorphs and goes crocodile in the middle of the ocean, and Jake is like, "Listen, you you fucked up this mission. You could have gotten us yeah. killed."
1: Which I think is partially one of the things that naturally, like, I don't know if this was the conscious decision, but it naturally unfolds from changing it from Rachel to Cassie because Jake and Rachel have their family relationship of they can call each other out and be really pissed off at each other. Jake does not have that relationship with Cassie. Like No, and also he
0: likes her. Exactly.
1: He can't be mad at her because he's, like, in love with her. So he's not going to, you know, be like, hey, Cassie, you fucked up (laughs) because then Cassie would cry.
0: (laughs) yeah. And then like then, then there's some interesting stuff there about Jake shirking his duties as the leader not being as harsh as he needs to be but like also uh, I don't I think we're giving the show a little bit too much credit when we talk about like that.
1: <laughs> sure it's just sort of the natural <laughs> consequence of like try like thinking about it in, in sort of a meta sense.
0: Yeah, it is interesting how that all kind of aligns. So, anyways, um, we open this with the cold open, which is them at the zoo. We meet this brand new character, sure to be important. Uh, what was his name? Keith?
1: Isaac? Something like that? I
0: mean, I mean... <laughs> we both just had a radically different
1: <laughs> Both of our names had K sounds in them. So I'm, I'm taking that to mean something. We'll call Isaac him, Keith. We'll call him Isaac Keith. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, he's got a rat tail and he looks great. He
1: does. I like Isaac Keith. <laughs> Too bad that he's probably going to be Visser 3.
0: Um. So Cass- Rach- or Cassie opens the episode by explaining a couple of rules about, you know, the Nothlet rule, but also the fact that you can't go from morph to morph. Yeah. Which has been flagrantly disobeyed in the show multiple times
1: it's on and off yeah for sure There,
0: like uh, there have been multiple times where we have seen visitor 3 go from human to animal like weird alien creature yeah which you can't do that
1: yeah so i i like to think that maybe they're like oh we'll lay this ground rule now uh and definitely follow it from now on
0: These episodes are these episodes are airing out of order. You know how kids shows are.
1: Oh, for sure. It would not surprise me at all.
0: Like if you ever, if you if you ever saw if you ever saw the first episode of a two part episode, good fucking luck finding that second part.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like oh
0: shit, they're showing Sozin's Comet Part Three on the show. Oh fuck. Well, I'm never catching. <laughs> I'm never catching the rest of it.
1: Yep. Too bad. You don't. God, get I want to pay fucking, attention. I want to fucking
0: rewatch some Avatar. Shit.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Oh it's, my god! Can we do an Avatar rewatch podcast?
1: Um, sure. <laughs> I oh I god. I didn't watch it as a kid. I watched it as an adult, so I feel like I have different emotional ties to it. I I watched
0: I watched it as an adult too. I watched it at like age seventeen, eighteen. I've oh, got all th- I've got all the DVD box sets and everything.
1: I was I was well into my twenties.
0: Oh yeah, no it it was a very I was still childish when I when that show was on.
1: Yeah. Speaking it's a good fucking show. of children, Gerald's here and he's gonna yell.
0: <laughs> oh, Gerald! Um, Tell him I said that I love him.
1: Yeah. Hi, Bibi. Um, so they're at the zoo and there's this. Just this would not happen now. I think that zoos are not unsupervised like this. <laughs> Correct
0: I'm <me laughs> misremembering, but to my <laughs> recollection, it's like the kid hopped. The kid like ducked under a wooden fence and then just like the alligator pit was right there.
1: Yeah, it's just a wooden fence. Like there's like the nothing. Like alligators, like
0: alligators are known for their like their location to the ground. They could get out of yeah, any. Yeah, it's time. a
1: crocodile, by the way.
0: Okay, they're not known for that, but. Uh...
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's just sort of a wooden fence that you'd like lean on in an open field. Uh, yeah. that wouldn't keep any any animal in or out of anything. Uh, and so they put it on one of the ones that could just slither right under, which I would love to just talk with them about their their planning.
0: <laughs> they, probably get, they probably get a lot of lawsuits.
1: Yeah. Yeah, too bad. Ugh. Sorry, Cassie's parents. <laughs> this is, is this probably the gardens? Zoo. I just, I can't imagine that they have two zoos, right?
0: Yeah, point. I, you know, now I got a question. They talk, They're complaining at the start about how... They wish field trips lasted all day. Like, I feel like every field trip I ever went on in high school was like. That's an all-day gig.
1: Oh, we we definitely had half-day field trips.
0: I'm trying to remember like some of the field trips that I went on. That we would like, like
1: go to the water pur- purification plant or go see how recycling gets sorted. <laughs> or okay,
0: or yeah, whatever. no, there were those. Like, I remember a couple of times we went to the uh, the uh, the astrology fucking whatever the hell the science museum yeah i think
1: it it matters a lot what you have in your hometown you know or what you have in your town if you have a bunch of resources then you're gonna do a bunch of half-day trips
0: yeah rochester has a lot of beaches no one likes a half-day beach trip
1: no that's ludicrous (laughs) it's nothing i did i
0: did go on one or two of those though sure um, so the, 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 this kid just, like, <laughs> the kid, like, the, the, the wooden, the, to, to illustrate this, I just want to say, like, this kid probably had to, like, squat a little bit to get under the fence, and that's all he had to do. Well,
1: I think he goes over, because first we see him just hop up on the fence really dangerously, and I thought, like, oh, they're gonna have him fall in, but instead he just, like, chose his actions. <laughs>
0: yeah, he like he like walks slowly towards the alligators like he's in a fucking trance. This
1: is absolutely like maybe a 10 11 year old kid and the fence is definitely shorter than him. So it's still not particularly safe.
0: Any grown person could just like step like high step over it.
1: Yeah. Um and just no one is watching, I guess, until a few teenagers are like, hey, "What the fuck?" There's a child in the crocodile cage. And at this point, Rachel and Cassie sort of look at each other. They send someone for help, and Cassie—they send
0: Isaac Keith for help, help specifically. Yeah, they send
1: Isaac. Right, they send Isaac Keith for help.
0: Which and... is weird because later, later on, he shows back up and he's like, "What happened?" And then they're like, "Oh, nothing." And Isaac Keith just like shrugs it off.
1: Oh yeah, I think it's it's almost a. No, I mean, I guess they're not open enough. In, in a town that is that infested by yerks and has that much hero like heroism going on, I feel like there is a certain amount of Sunnydale syndrome, uh, which is that... That's the,
0: Buffy, that's the Buffy town, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. When weird things happen, you sort of have to just accept them into your life. And it isn't until you like go away for college that you're like, you know how kids were always jumping in and out of crocodile cages to save each other? And everyone is like, no...
0: You remember? You remember what? that? Did, did there tell me the, stop me if you, this ever happened to you. But do you guys um, you remember when you like went to the zoo and some weird zookeeper like exchanged your souls with that of hyenas? Yeah. That that didn't that, that didn't
1: happen to y'all. That wasn't the oh, thing.
0: Okay. Um. Huh. How about how about like the four times your principal got killed? That 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 definitely happened, right?
1: Yeah. You know how anytime something weird was going on in the town, a bunch of just wild animals showed up and then the problem was solved somehow. No. <laughs> Oh, huh. That always happened in blank, blank town, USA.
0: Remember that one time that like your your friend got turned invisible by something, and then it, like it was gonna like crush, it was gonna like kill her because anything turned invisible eventually decayed or something. I don't remember that episode too well. I just remember a traffic cone crumbling in Buffy's hands.
1: Yeah, you know how it is. I think Bucky. I just I,
0: think I I think I just need to like accept within myself that I am never going to watch Buffy, and that's okay. Like, not out of, like, disinterest or anything. It's just, like, I just keep saying, oh, I'm going to watch Buffy someday. I think I need to accept into my heart that's going to be one of those shows that, like, I don't watch. Which sucks, because I like it.
1: Yeah, I I am happy for you for accepting that within yourself, but I refuse to support it.
0: <laughs> I watched the first season. Maybe I should... If it's still on Netflix, I will, I will like... Once I clear out my anime queue a little bit, I'll dip back into some of that season two magic.
1: Sure. Sure. We haven't even gotten out of the cold open at this point. Um, no, we haven't. They saved the kid by... Yeah, there's
0: some really good alligator footage, by the way.
1: Crocodile.
0: <laughs> there's some really good crocodile footage, by the way.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, there's some very... I just... I have a note later on. Just... I understand that crocodiles are scary, but they just look so goofy. <laughs> they
0: look like friends.
1: They look... They look useless they look like they're pretending to be dangerous <laughs> they like do. they look like a flower that acts like it's a snake you know <laughs> or like a, but- I, like a I don't at has... all <laughs> by know? the way say,
0: say that sorry i know we're just getting past the cold open but i do just want to say it. i have never heard a silence that, that like i've never heard you be as silently hurt as you were when I said, I'm probably never going to watch Buffy. Like, I was, I've never...
1: Well, it's because you were still talking, but also I was trying to come up with a way to say that's fine while also expressing my personal vendetta, which is that it's not.
0: <laughs> I mean, again, they took it off Netflix, which is, like, a big thing for me, because, like, if I can't watch it from, like, my phone, like, what the fuck am I doing?
1: I bought the box set because the... They... Not to get too into it, but they replaced the version on Netflix with a one that was edited for TV broadcast, which means they cut out certain points. And specifically in the musical episode, they cut out some important stuff and i was watching it with my roommate who had never watched it before and i was like there's no fucking way we're missing any of this and i bought a box set so it's like the only thing that i own on dvd
0: <laughs> you bought a box set for the one episode say that that's dedication well, Joss I mean, proud. also the rest
1: of the episodes had stuff changed as well but specifically the musical episode nobody who's watching it with me or because of me is missing a single moment of the musical episode
0: I, I'll make sure to I'll make sure to keep note of that.
1: It's the only episode I have downloaded, like on my computer, is the musical episode. Because if I'm just like watching it online, because I'm too lazy to find my DVDs, um, and I get to the musical episode, I refuse to. <laughs> so I just watch the one that I have downloaded. Also, I have it downloaded because I will. I just want to watch it all the time. Usually,
0: you are so incomprehensibly valid. Seda, have you ever watched the show uh, Todd in the Book of Pure Evil?
1: No, I don't believe so.
0: Okay. Andrea introduced it to me recently and it seems like, it's like if Buffy was made by the guy who directed Tenacious, the Tenacious D movie, The Pick of Destiny. Yeah. It is the most Canadian show I've possibly ever seen in my life. And it sounds
1: I, so familiar.
0: Yeah, it's, the the first episode has the main character Todd threaten to shred on his guitar so hard that he will make the local jock bully bleed out of his ass and then like Two minutes later, that jock bully does die from bleeding out of his ass. Hmm. It's. Yeah. What? Like I said, like, it's, it's like if Buffy was directed by the guys who did, who did, um, Tenacious D and The Pick of Destiny. Anyways, back to Animorphs. Mm-hmm. Said if you get me a torrent for Buffy, I will watch it. Sure. Fuck yeah.
1: Where were we? Oh, yeah. Cassie acquires a crocodile morph, and then we get our opening credits, and we cut immediately to Visser 3 coming in hot with a, like, television is the opioid of the masses take.
0: Hey, remember when Nicholas Brendan almost fucked a bug?
1: Yeah. It's in, like, the first three episodes. I know.
0: I'm just thinking about that. I've seen that episode a lot of times, because I, like, I tried... I I started watching Buffy, like, four times.
1: Okay. I mean... I hate this take, but a lot of people say to skip the first season and just go to the second season. I think that that's a stupid bad take, but if it's not clicking for you, if you're bouncing off of it, then... No,
0: Say that I've I've watched the first season. I don't need to go. I don't need to do that again.
1: It's a good season, and (laughs) I hate no, why can't anybody appreciate
0: No say that That was a joke statement I actually did very much like the first season I really liked the telekinetic girl episode The um.
1: It's good I just don't know why It's so common for people to be like Skip uh, the first season it's campy and stupid How dare you Of the, course the, it's campy It was the a witch supernatural body's... monster of the week show Made in the 90s Can you appreciate something for what it is for once God I not believe... everything has to be Fucking Breaking Bad
0: I cannot believe that people tell them to skip the first season when it has the witch cheerleader body swap episode.
1: Uh, That episode is so good. It's a good television show. Which is the opioid of the masses. (laughs) Yes.
0: The (laughs) The only thing I dislike about Buffy is I'm not a huge fan of David Boreanaz.
1: Oh, I mean, that's fine. I didn't really know him until I finally watched Buffy I, w-
0: I watched I watched some of bones but we are way too off topic okay now we're talking about
1: bones. I've tried to drag us back several you did. times I just you did I'm so record. sorry I am
0: so sorry saya you do not get you do not deserve any of this blame um, so we got past the cold open and what what happens next
1: Viscer 3 is shown watching like an action movie sequence and then some commercials and he has like a remote that he's tapping on his face like a complete weirdo and he's like Humans are addicted to this flashing screen. They blur, like, just goes on, like, like a okay, t- yeah, sure, Banksy black mirror ass tangent. Yeah.
0: Oh my god, Visitor 3 is Banksy. I think we finally figured it out. Visitor
1: 3 is probably Banksy, is the thing. And he says to his uh, One assistant. One of his many
0: morphs. What,
1: yeah. <laughs> he says to his assistant, like, why has. That's why we... he's
0: never been caught.
1: Because he can just morph, yeah. Absolutely.
0: Okay, I'm glad we solved that. I'm glad we solved that mystery. Exit through the gift shop. Who?
1: Yeah, we nailed it.
0: <laughs> How cool would it be if Banksy was an andalite though? Like I would forgive everything he's ever said if Banksy was an andalite.
1: Um. Yeah. It, like an andalite controller or just an andalite? no, just like an
0: andalite. Like if yeah, if no, Banksy that would was just be like dope. An Actual ass andalite. That like that would be fucking cool as hell.
1: That would be amazing. I would be very happy if andalites were around. I'd be like, yo, hit be my me up. friend.
0: <laughs> Hi, I'm Seda. I'm 26 years old and I fucking love to party with aliens. I'm
1: 27.
0: Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you were 26 a couple of weeks ago.
1: Nearly a month, but yeah.
0: That's still a couple of weeks. <laughs> couple can be four.
1: A couple can be four.
0: Um. Okay, so what happened? Do they just like go to the barn?
1: No, well, it it sets up the plot, basically, of the episode. Right, right,
0: Zachary Ty Ty Bryant. Why Um, haven't we
1: used this weapon? Like, why haven't we used television as a weapon? And his assistant scientist guy is like, oh, we're going to. We've got that teen dreamboat who's a controller who's going to go on this morning show to talk about uh, how the sharing is dope and cool. Um and that's that's sort of the setup. I will say that the teen dreamboat very much suffers from the '90s syndrome in that he looks like he's 45. Um, he
0: does. He extremely does.
1: Not helped by the fact that he's like wearing a sweater vest. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I thought it was a var. He, he. I thought it was a varsity jacket.
1: He wears a sweater vest later.
0: Uh, okay. Yeah. I yeah. think it's a varsity jacket when, I first, when he first shows up on television. Yeah. yeah. On television.
1: Yeah. But yeah, I think at that Visitor point. Th-
0: Visitor all... 3 Visitor 3 does honestly think that millennials do, ba- do beyond their cell phones.
1: Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I we've I've believed spoken before about how if the Yürks were going around now, they would absolutely be Logan Paul. <laughs> That's right, we have. Yeah.
0: It's just like it's true. It'd like...
1: be like this YouTube This YouTube can bring us to the children.
0: This low gang. Mm Mm-hmm. These Jake DePaulers.
1: That's them. That's the thing that they are. Yeah. I think that they actually don't meet in the barn. They meet in... Oh, no, you're right. They do hang out in the barn at first, and they sort of talk about... Well, it's
0: just Rachel and Cassie in the barn, because this is when we get the... This is when we get the first like really bad like acrylic superimpose of the uh, the texture coming in and out on Cassie's stationary arm.
1: Yeah, and they get the call inviting them to come talk about how they're hero teens on this morning show.
0: What's the what was the name of the show again?
1: It's the Linda and Larry Show.
0: I cannot imagine. Like as as popular as Zachary Ty Bryant may be, like no teen is gonna watch that show.
1: Um, I... Like,
0: that was a show that comes on at, like, 1.30 in the afternoon, and, like, the kids don't get home until, like, 4, and then... No, it's like...
1: absolutely before school. Oh, yeah. That's, that's my, that's how I feel. I, th- I, n- I think... It's a 9 a.m.
0: show. It's a 9 a.m. show. I think
1: that in the books, they actually get the day off school, so it probably is in the day, but, like, the entire feel of the show is one that you kind of watch while you're having your cereal, you know?
0: I suppose so, but like it's definitely a. Nine, it feels more like a nine o'clock show than anything.
1: Yeah, but I also think you're underestimating the fervor of teen girl fans. I mean,
0: yes, but like if they if they don't stay home from school, they're just like, hey mom can you d- do the VCR tape of this? And they'll be like, sure sweetie. And then the, the kids get home from school and they're like, hey mom, did you tape this? And like, oh sweetie, I'm sorry, I forgot. Well,
1: that's why the teen girls would set the VCR themselves. Point, point. <laughs> and they point. would just be like, hey mom, if you turn on the TV to another channel between 9 and 9.45, I will murder you with my own hands. <laughs> they care so much.
0: You got me there. I can't argue that.
1: The first, okay, I'm not even a teenager, and the first episode of SNL, the first full episode of SNL I ever watched, ever in my entire life, was when Harry Styles was on it. So. Oh my
0: god, say that!
1: I love him so much, and I don't even care.
0: Did you like when he was on Game of Thrones? No, Game of Thrones had Ed Sheeran.
1: How fucking dare you compare Harry Styles to Ed Sheeran? I'm
0: sorry, sir. How
1: could you do this?
0: Was How Harry you in One do Direction?
1: This thing? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I quit. I'm leaving. I can't believe this has happened. Lord. Listen, I,
0: listen, All I knew for like for a moment there was like, oh, there was a British pop singer on Game of Thrones, and my brain just said, oh, we're talking about a British pop singer.
1: I cannot believe. I cannot believe you've done this. They don't look alike. They don't anything alike.
0: <laughs> what are some songs that Harry Styles has done? I'm trying to think of like his singles, his hit jams.
1: His first, his big one was Sign of the Times. I don't it came know that out one. about a year ago. It's, yeah. I mean, his new stuff isn't very poppy. We can't get into my Harry Styles thing. We've already gotten two into my Harry Styles thing.
0: <laughs> I, I feel like I know this fact about you, but I forget it every time we talk.
1: Yeah, I'm. I've got a history of You got a, you're
0: you're a hairhead?
1: I've got ew. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a One Direction history that I think only people who shared my One Direction history with me know about. But that's fine. Um they get invited to go on this talk show and it's great and then they're all hanging out at the internet cafe and we Also see... no one
0: named Larry has ever been famous.
1: Oh, I was going to say Larry. Oh, no. I nearly went back into One Direction because the ship name for Louie yeah. and Harry was Larry. <laughs> the fake baby ship? I mean, it was a ship way before the fake baby. But, yes, that ultimately is why. Wait, like sign the, up, please. The, the I need, first, I need you to
0: baby. be 100% honest with me right now. Do you think it's a real baby?
1: Yes, of course. Okay,
0: good. I just I knew that was going to be the answer. I had to, to be I'm, sure. I'm not I don't
1: ship them. I just think they're nice. The way I think the way you nice said the way you,
0: <laughs> the way you phrased it said that you said that was the ship name way before the fake baby came along. The way you phrased it made it sound like okay, that the was fake, the, ship the fake before...
1: baby conspiracy.
0: Yes, thank you. Thank you.
1: I figured that's what you meant.
0: I had to be sure.
1: Yeah. No. It like way before.
0: Anyways, no one named Larry has ever been famous enough to host a talk show.
1: I mean, they're hosting a talk show. I don't think he's famous.
0: Fair. <laughs> Fair. You got you got me on that one. I can't argue that.
1: Yeah. We get some more great UI because they look up the web page of Larry and Linda. and But it's actually just very, it's very much what the internet looked like in 1998. So I can't fault them for that. And no, this is yeah. where they learned that they're going to be on the same show as Teen Heartthrob. Teen Um, heartthrob Zachary
0: Ty Bryant, that's his name.
1: And before we get into the actual plot there, there's a beautiful aside where, like, it's, I guess they think that the camera's been on Rachel and Cassie for too long, so they switch it back to Marco and Jake, and Marco, like, picks up a nacho and, like, pushes it into Jake's (laughs) face like he's gonna put it in his mouth, and he's like, you want a nacho? And Jake's just, like, glaring at him, and it's like, "What what what are you boys doing? Just feeding notches to each other over there in the internet cafe. The 90s were crazy. Oh, God. What were we even doing back then? Yeah, it's great. And then, you know, it's very lucky that just like fucking Sherlock Holmes or whatever, Jake is so jealous that he finds a clue. Because he's like, he oh, my, my chief and my cousin think this guy is really cute. That's Jeez. stupid. That's stupid. Oh and god. I'm going to look. Oh, look, he's talking about the sharing. Y'all think that's weird? And they're like, God damn it, that is weird. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because, like, Rachel and Cassie do have this very cute, like, this moment where they're, like, extremely just, like, normal girls for a minute. Yeah. And not, like, Animorphs. And they're just like, oh, my god, we are going to get to meet the hottest boy. Yeah. It's it's always really sweet when those moments like get to show through. Yeah, like there's there's another there's another Star there's another Star Wars reference in this episode
1: and a Star Trek one.
0: There is. Yeah. Birthlong and Prosper. I, I,
1: I took note of that because it was more evidence about Marco and Cassie just being complete dorks together. Um, yes. Which I I really love. Um. So yeah, basically they learn that Teen Dreamboat is going is probably a controller or might become a controller, they don't know. And then Cassie goes to the library to read about crocodiles. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which is so just like, yeah, I I don't know what's happening with me, so I'm going to go look at a crocodile in an almanac. Almanac. Yep. And then yeah. Tom shows up and is like
0: being really creepy with her. And he's like, "You like my brother?"
1: Yeah, he just kind of comes out of nowhere and she accidentally starts to grow back spines <laughs> because she's nervous.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> which is great. Um, she also walks around a lot in this episode with her hands like on her hips holding her lower back, which I found so relatable as somebody who's always who has like chronic lower back pain and has my entire life. I walk around like that so much. And so I I found that to be really great representation. <laughs>
0: Like, hands upside down, like, thumbs pointing downwards on your, uh, like, kind of near your stomach?
1: Yeah, sort of, like, it's, like, hands on hips, but but usually upside down and, like, grabbing your lower back.
0: Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah,
1: and I was like, thanks. You rarely see it. Exactly, it's nice. (laughs) I felt very seen in that moment.
0: They, uh, what happens next? Oh, yeah, they're like, okay, well, we gotta stop Zachary Ty Bryant, and then, like...
1: Well, yeah, essentially, Cassie leaves the library after this encounter, and she goes to the barn to talk to Axe, but as she's pulling Axe aside, she begins morphing in and out of the croc form really Mm -hmm. rapidly, and everyone's like, yo, what the fuck? And then there's this really nice moment where Axe, like, gently, like, she's in her human form again, and she's clearly in pain, and Axe, like, gently picks her up from the floor and guides her to a chair, and is like, oh my god, I've seen this before. Like, you you have an allergy and I understand why they did this for time and for several other reasons. But Axe knows a lot more about the allergy process here than he does in the books. Yeah.
0: Cause Axe is fucking clueless about this in the books. If remember? Which, if I remember correctly. Yeah.
1: I thought it was really sweet in the book because he, it was showing his sort of weakness of the fact that he is like a young and He's he like, I don't know. Boy. Learned about it in school, but uh I didn't pay a lot of attention because I had a crush and I don't have a lot of field experience because I'm a kid like you guys. Uh, I'm just also an alien.
0: I'm just a kid and also an
1: alien. Exactly. Yeah, that's would be a really great parody. Yep. You should write the whole thing.
0: Uh, Weird Al?
1: Weird Al, hey. I know you usually do <laughs> songs from at least the past decade, but... <laughs> Do we have an idea for you?
0: I woke up in the dome ship. My brother is dead. I am so alone.
1: Oh, no. Your dad normally doesn't make the song sadder, but... (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, takes all all stripes uh, to fill out a parody album. Um, Yeah. But basically X explains to her like, hey, you're allergic to this morph and at some point you're gonna burp it up. Yep. Um
0: and then uh, Marco makes the Star Trek ref- the very good Star Trek reference where he says burp long and prosper. He's,
1: yeah, he's told to he's told tells Cassie that she just has to be calm because it's like erratic emotions that can trigger the allergic effect, which is not how allergies works, but it's fine. Um <laughs> And that's Marco's like. I mean, yeah. it's how it
0: worked in the book. Sorry. It's how it worked in the book.
1: Oh yeah, I know. I'm. I, it's just not how allergies work.
0: <laughs> I mean, fair, but like when you're dealing with like morphing tech, I can imagine what what the issues would be.
1: Yeah, it's fine. It's just not how allergies work. That's all. That was just my comment. And Marco tells her to be like Spock. And it's great. And it makes me think about them watching Star Trek together, which makes me happy.
0: Oh my God, they so would.
1: Yeah, which is just delightful.
0: What the Marco? Do you have a Marco? Do you have a Hulu account? I I my parents canceled theirs last month, and I really want to watch Discovery.
1: Yeah, they would like go to the rental store where you can get three for five, like three VHS for five bucks for five days or whatever. And yes. they would like there would be one day where they're you know several episodes. They're like. 12 episodes into a season and then they go back and they've been left on a cliffhanger and they go in and the next VHS has been checked out and they're just like, who, who has it? And then, uh, shenanigans, probably.
0: Seda, I need you to write this fan fiction, please. Great, I'm in. (laughs) Alright. Um... So they go on the, is there anything between that and the them going on the Oh yeah no cuz cuz Cassie calls Rachel and Rachel's just immediately like oh did you burp it and Cassie's like not really and then we're just like well that's great i'll tell everyone you can go tomorrow Yeah
1: Cassie doesn't give Rachel's like oh did it happen and Cassie's like um not quite It isn't happening right now and Rachel's like perfect so it happened we're good which again is like one of the weird results of them changing this from Cassie to Rachel, because I'm sure that it's happened in the series, but it is not as in character for Cassie to lie about this as it is Rachel.
0: Yeah. No, Cassie would absolutely say this is it's for for the good of the mission. I have to stay home.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, And Rachel is much more the type to be like, no, they need me. (laughs) They need me. And I need to do this. And if I stay home, everyone will die.
0: (laughs) So they go to the um, they go to the uh, the 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 Lisa and Larry
1: show. Uh, Linda, Linda, Linda. Thank
0: you, Linda and Larry.
1: They're just such such good non showbiz names.
0: Absolutely, absolutely.
1: (laughs) It's like your your aunt and uncle. Yeah. Oh, it's good. It makes me happy. And Rachel is serving some really really good power lesbian looks here with like Fuck yeah a, a huge collar like a huge button-up shirt with this huge almost 70s kind of collar and i think that she's wearing a windbreaker that just looks like a suit jacket rather than a suit jacket but i'm not 100 sure and in any case either way so it's a good. good. and i believe cassie is wearing overalls just like she always is
0: <laughs> butch icon frankly oh,
1: love her so much yep and, um, yeah, they're... So they getting... meet
0: They meet Zachary Ty Bryant, who's just a dick to them, and yeah. he's like, uh, I need my makeup.
1: Yeah, he's so rude. And they're like, he must be a controller. There's no way that a celebrity would be mean to us, <laughs> which is yeah. just so sweet. Um,
0: oh, so innocent.
1: Oh, it makes me happy. And they... We do... I was really glad of this... get. At least a couple shots of Marco as a llama. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have the it doesn't have the setup and the jokes which I found which were great, but it had to be cut for time. This this actually I think that they cut most of the correct parts in this plot line to make it fit into one yep. episode. I think they did a pretty good job of that. Yeah. But I love Marco being a llama because it means that when shit starts to go down, we get these shots of a llama just like sitting down. <laughs> And, like, hanging out near the side, Um, which makes sense because you can't really make a llama act very, like, do very much. Fucking
0: watch me, bitch.
1: And so, (laughs) yeah, you just, there's just a llama sitting, which I like. I like llamas. I like to see them.
0: Yeah, llamas are fucking good-ass animals.
1: Yeah. And I believe this is the point where I actually wrote down that I understand crocs are scary, but seeing them out of context, they look ridiculous because... Essentially, Cassie starts to do this expelling process and runs into the bathroom, um, and a entire crocodile comes out of her body. Yep. <laughs> um, which I'm glad we don't see because the description in the book sucked. Yeah. Um, oh
0: god, that description sucked. It
1: was really bad, really, really bad. And so I'm glad that they didn't even try to show us that. But then we just see a crocodile like slapping around inside <laughs> it's a washroom, so and you're like, "You're just a little, you're just a little guy. What are you doing?" You, His you best. Look, you look like a flower pretending to be a snake.
0: That's such a good description. <laughs>
1: it's very silly, um, and it's good. And essentially, then the climax is that the crocodile that Cassie just vomited up gets loose comes in everybody on the set scatters the yerk jumps out of the guy's ear and he faints and they save him and then the crocodile eats the yerk's did that
0: happen in the show or in the book
1: um in the book i'm pretty sure that they part of their plan was turning off the lights in the studio so that they could all morph oh yeah and then one of them accidentally, and then one of them on accidentally it. steps on it yeah Um, and that's pretty much it for the plot. Then we just get a nice little scene of them all hanging out and we get Jake not freaking out on Cassie. Yeah. He's like,
0: you had to do what you had to do, Cassie. And I'm proud of you. And like,
1: Jake, bitch. And then they all throw French fries at each other. And Cassie goes, wow. The true lesson today was, was to not lie to your friends and to support your friends and to love your friends. Friendship was the lesson and friendship is the answer. Amen. End of episode.
0: And that's the episode. Yeah. I, I liked it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a good one. A go, a go,
0: as, as far as like, I think it's like the best, op- I think it's like the, well, between this or the capture, I think the, like this and the last week's episode have been really good like adaptations of what happened in the respective books.
1: Sure. I have to wonder if the reason that they switched Rachel and Cass- Cassie is that Rachel comes off as way less sympathetic than cassie does because she's so headstrong and so for cassie it's sort of more like a farce like she's being dragged along in this um through omission and through Mm. like inaction whereas rachel sort of aggressively is like i'm gonna hide this because i can handle it (laughs) and fuck all y'all you need me yeah um which is not uh sort of what you normally want from your protagonist, though it is exactly why I love her.
0: Yeah, Rachel is my sweet daughter.
1: Yeah. Yeah, she's good.
0: My sweet lesbian headfirst into danger daughter. <laughs> yeah. You want to get into questions? I forgot to put out the link. I forgot to put out the questions suite this week.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so we only have one question this week from from Twitter user at whatiscosplay. Hey, what if it were called The Wonder Yeeks? Thanks. <laughs>
1: That's true. What if it were, though?
0: What if it was called the Wonder Yeeks? is my question.
1: Yeah. Like, it's a fun thought experiment.
0: <laughs> I, you know, sometimes I do just find myself awake at night at, like, 3 a.m. I can't sleep because the only thought racing through my head is, what if it was called the Wonder Yeeks?"
1: Yeah. I just like to, it's like a fun little, like, game of, like, sliding doors, you know? Yeah. H- how different would it be?
0: It, like It's like the, that episode of Sliders where uh, everything is the same in the new world they go to except for the Golden Gate Bridge is blue instead of red. It's like that except for our podcast is named differently so they don't ever notice that yeah. it's a different universe.
1: Absolutely. That's the only giveaway.
0: Yep. Do you ever, like, think about parallel the parallel universe theory and just, like, become overwhelmed with the magnitude of parallel universes that there must be?
1: No, because it's, like, yeah. It's cosmically
0: terrifying to me.
1: Yeah, I guess. I don't I don't really get overwhelmed by that stuff, but I understand that it is absolutely too much to comprehend.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My brain like voluntarily shorts out. Yeah. Um okay. So, say to where can people find you?
1: Um I'm on Twitter at nudity with an EA instead of a Y. And you can find a bunch of music that I do at uh, gaygothvibes.online. dot online. Best you, um,
0: f- best fucking URL in the business. It's
1: it's it's so delightful. It was a gift to me from my friend RJ.
0: Like don't don't get me wrong, incredible music to back it up, but like no other musician has as good a URL as you do. It
1: makes me very happy, and it's if you're just you know googling around or whatever. My, the music name that I use is people you meet outside of bars. Um, I recently got a very nice review written about my latest album which i think is sort of i linked it on my on my band facebook page and it's really nice and you can check out the review and then maybe check out the album if you wanna
0: and also if you'd like to support sata individually uh patreon.com slash oh nope pymoob to support <laughs> Seda's musical ventures
1: yeah that's me you'll get first drafts and behind the scenes and mp3s and all that stuff
0: if you want to support this podcast and our sister podcast, Fear Baiting, which is the uh, horror movie podcast that I do normally with Blair, but since he's on hiatus, I'm doing a bunch of guests, uh, you can support us at Patreon.com slash Fear uh, Dollar a month gets you uh, early access to all the episodes, and I think at $5 a month we read your name, but we did that last week, so that's, I, I think that's a monthly thing that we do, not a weekly thing, but I'm not sure. But I'll, I'll do it anyways, just in case. Can't <laughs> hurt. Michael Kaiser. Sophie. Catherine j alec paul bechtel and twitter user lauren altergeist if you donate at the five dollar or ten dollar level also you get to uh send us a message which nobody has this week, to my knowledge um i could just read the mo- I-, I think since um since since michael sent the same message three times i think we are val- i think it's valid to read his message again <laughs> so here's the message that i read uh, <laughs> Here's the message that I run on fear baiting. I've been thinking about how when I go to through the drive-thru, they give me too much ice in my drink, and so I went in to order to go, and I got my drink, but I gave myself too little ice. What's up with that?
1: Wow. Honestly, yeah.
0: What is up with that?
1: Life is really like that.
0: Life comes at you fast. Mm-hmm. The, just the, the fact that this message sent three times is so fucking funny to me.
1: <laughs> I mean, I it's something that I would probably think about ...that much that I would justify saying it several times as well.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's going to do it for Oh, yeah, you can also check me out on uh, Twitter... ...at Gayest Lulu... ...on Tumblr... ...Chie Satsunakas... ...and also uh, check uh, my other podcast out... Um, the ...Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die. It's a leftism podcast. Um, also, I don't know if I've talked about this on this episode... ...but I wrote a Medium article... ...which is pinned to my Twitter... ...about a, uh, a light novel about gender feelings and cat girls. And it's extremely good and it made me cry a lot. And then I read it again and it made me cry again. Um, So yeah, if you want to read that essay, it's pinned to my Twitter. Um, And thank you. I'm really proud of it. I spent a long time on it. Mm -hmm. And that's going to do it for me. I'm pretty sure. Um, Yeah, that's it. Cool.
1: Yay. Uh,
0: So until next time, folks, I'm Sarah.
1: And I'm Seda. And remember... Uh, keep your hand on that escabill device.